Now look at here, y'all. Now you're talking about terror. I've been terrorized all my days. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I wanted to play that music intro because whether you feel that we've been traumatized or terrorized, and I use the term we in terms terms of anyone on the planet, this is certainly a critical time for our mental and spiritual and physical, not necessarily uh, thrival, but even survival. If you think of what's going on in the world in the Congo and the Middle East and Senegal and uh, you you name the location, Pakistan. Afghanistan. So uh, we're going to talk about a, a community health fair that's going to be sponsored by the uh, Lambda, Lambda Row chapter of Omega Sci-Fi fraternity in partnership with the Yale Center for Clinical Investigation. And you, you may have heard community, this phrase community health fairs. You may have attended a community health fair. But I got to tell you, this is not a, uh, a, a prosaic uh, endeavor that's, that's going to take place. We need community health in so many ways. So certainly you're going to hear how to come out and participate and share and learn about some of your, uh, well, your, 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 your biological kind of survival. But also just come out when you have an event like this that, and you're going to hear from uh, our various guests, Dr. James Gatling, uh, R. Michael Epps, James Craig, Reverend Dr. Leroy O. Perry Jr., Reverend Ellen Clayton about the event. Come out, even if you think you're the healthiest person on the planet. You may think you're the healthiest person on the planet. Come out and find out, bring people to how we can kind of make this kind of community healing process a continual uh, 24-7, 365 endeavor and just not one event. So my guest today, as I mentioned, are Dr. James Gatling, uh, Vice Chairman of the Omega Health Fair Committee, retired President and CEO of New Opportunities of Waterbury, R. Michael Epps, uh, he's the basilisk and president of Lambda Road Chapter of Omega Sci-Fi, and James Craig, chairman of the Omega Health Fair Committee. Uh, some of you may know the fraternity Omega Sci-Fi. There's something called the Divine Nine, and uh, uh, you may know the uh, the Omegas in particular for their tremendous dance moves and their particular tremendous dances, but they're also involved with uh, leadership, scholarship, social responsibility. So uh, James and Mike and, and, and uh, 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 Mr. Gatlin and James and Mike, I hope, I, I hope I've uh, propped you guys up, up propped you guys up enough. I might say just before I shut up, uh, I also am a member of the Divine Nine. So this is a challenging show to, to, to still be, appear to be neutral in my accolades, but I'll try to stay Stay, stay neutral in, in, in supporting you guys. <laughs> but let's just say 1911 is a, is a was a tremendous year as well. Uh, let, let's 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 just jump jump right in in terms of the community health fair. What's cooking, gentlemen? We have a lot on the show, so feel feel free to kind of weigh in and share what, what's going on in your heart, mind, and soul in terms of this upcoming not only this upcoming event, but just how people can kind of just stay stay involved with this quest for. For, for 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 being for being healthy for being kind for being nice for being being dedicated uh so so gentlemen tell me let, let's begin tell us a little bit about yourselves where you're from and what you do and and, and what are your interests uh dr gatling let me i'll start with you well most of my life i've been involved with programming to help low-income people uh in waterbury and 23 surrounding towns 
So I've been involved in working on programs to help people that uh, don't have the necessary resources to really exist. And so my passion has been in uplifting and helping the community. And quite frankly, through Omega Psi Phi Fraternity is really how I really got involved with uh, working in the community. I originally, uh, when I finished college, I was a chemist and, and being that I was an Omega, uh, they would assign each one of us to do different things. So I was tutoring and I became a part of working with the community action agency. And, uh, I enjoyed that so much. I, I had a career change. And so mm. since 1979, I've been working in the community and trying to make uh, our community a, a better place by providing resource training and education uh, for people. And, and, and we at New Opportunities had one of the first health vans that existed mm. in the mm. state of Connecticut. So mm -hmm. we were bringing healthcare to low income people in areas where they couldn't get to the emergency room or the doctor. They didn't have all these clinics like the, back then that they have now. So all of the various housing projects, we provided that health band there, staff with a doctor and nurses and so forth. We did that for years. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So, so, I mean, that's my, how I originally got involved in, in, and have been involved over the years. Excellent. And I'm, I'm not going to ask you about your, your golf handicap. We can deal with that maybe on a different, on, on, an, on another, on another show. Uh, but Michael Epps, weigh in, uh, President Lambda Road Chapter of Omega Sci-Fi. Oh, good morning, Mr. Ficklin and um, guests of the show today. Uh, thank you. I'm indeed honored to be here today. Uh, my name is Michael Epps. I'm a New Jersey guy that came here to Connecticut to attend Western Connecticut State University a long time ago and never made it back to New Jersey. Um, mm. I'm a retired police lieutenant of the Waterbury Police Department. Uh, I served 25 years here. Or During my 25 years, I'd have to say that it was my assignment to the Police Activity League that really cemented my community relationship uh, to the city of Waterbury. Hmm. I met many people during my time there, uh, many young folks, uh, and I think that that was really the blessing of my career when I was working with the community, dealing with the youth uh, through the Police Activity League. Excellent. Um, I'm currently a school resource officer here at Region 12. I'm watching in Connecticut. Uh, I'm an avid golfer. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Gatlin, since Mr. Flicklin, Flicklin just spoke about it, that just reminds me, you're going to give me two strokes aside, all right, Doc? <laughs> that should be well agreed upon. Um, and I like to work out in my free time. Excellent, excellent. James Craig, Chairman, Omega Health Fair Committee. How you doing? Um, I'm originally from Harlem, New York City. Uh, went to Hampton Institute. Um, I'm retired as a company commander on Rikers Island. I trained correctional officers. Um, I'm also a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh and a licensed social worker. Um, I'm retired from uh, DCF. I worked in the uh, special unit, probate, and investigations. 
for the Department of Children and Families. Um, I also work now with um, Maurice Mosley, mm -hmm. a judge, and everyone, he's well-known in the community, and he said, James, um, I like his style. I'm going to get you to get involved with me. So I've been working with um, Granville Academy for six years now. And, Excellent. Uh, so we've been reaching out to young people and uh, indoctrinating them to the uh, historically black colleges and universities. Uh, we took them on tour. We took 25 youth on tour uh, of Alabama, of all the black schools in Alabama, Tuskegee, Alabama A&M, Miles College, uh, Alabama State. Took them also to the community college. We took them to the University of Alabama, Birmingham. Uh, we took them on the, uh, the that whole Montgomery and Selma Freedom March. Uh, we went to the Lynching Museum. Uh, so I've been involved in, in working with youth, I would say, since 1969. You know, Excellent. growing up. So that's a little bit about me. I'm married, grandfather. And I've been living here in Naugatuck for 20 years. Excellent. Brother Craig, I'm not going to ask you when you were at University of Pittsburgh if you how familiar you you are or, or were with Iron City beer, but I'll just leave it leave it at that. I, I, I uh, uh, that, that's oh, kind yeah. of an, kind of an inside joke. I uh, know that was the worst beer I ever drank in my life. <laughs> yes, but I see that you tasted. It. I'm from I'm from Pittsburgh, so I'm just saying that you you, you, you were baptized. Well, I won't go there. We got a different type of show today. Uh, Re Re Reverend, go ahead. <laughs> Reverend Perry, Reverend Clayton, kind of, kind of weigh in in terms of what you've heard so far in terms of your involvement with this, and share with us the date and just uh, the, the 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 connection, the connection. You hear the bios and the and the servant leadership that's been expressed on the show, and so how does YCCI? I mean, break it down for people about how that that connection is even even possible, because I think it's really impactful and and, and uh, significant that we can bring. Things together, systems together, people together, institutions together. Reverend Perry. Yes, I think that it's, uh, you know, it's it's phenomenal that we can bring any number of black groups and um, distinguished leaders together to sit down at the table mm. so that together we might, you know, pull our resources and work together. Normally we stay in each, each one stays in his or her own lane mm -hmm. and we struggle. But when we are able to pull something together like this is monumental. And I'm, I'm just glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad that we're able to bring um, the Yale School of Medicine to be a part of it. Dr. Gallen had once said to me that, um, you know, and I think rightly so, if we can get, if we can get institutions of higher learning, if we can get um, the NIH and the FDA and all of these other groups together to come to where the people are in the community, particularly in the CAP agencies and in the black churches, we would have better health outcomes than we have. It's, you know, the rich get richer and the poor gets poorer. But I think we're making a monumental statement by having this health fair and I'm, I'm just so glad that the Omegas have uh, taken the charge and taken the lead uh, to bring this to the community, to the attention of the community. 
And, and again, uh, the event is, is when, again, let's kind of, I want to mention several times for the remaining 40 minutes during these re remaining 40 minutes to the event and the location. So it's taken place. What Give me the logistics, if you would. Maybe, James. It's, uh, which, me, the guy, that, you're, you're retired, Dr. Gatling, but let's, let's, let you, let's let the young folks kind of carry, <laughs> carry the cross for a little bit. Well, we're going to have it at the James Gatlin Community Center. Uh-huh. And we're going to have workshops, and we're going to have tables where we're going to have a nurse practitioner. We're going to go over um, blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes. They're going to be HIV testing. Uh, we're going to do also um, mental health uh, counseling where they can get resources uh, in the local areas, like the Moore program, um, they have a whole host of programs at the at the um, the Gatlin Center mm -hmm. so, to um, expose the um, your people in the community to the resources that they can tap into. Um, again, like I, I've been, I'm a licensed social worker, so initially I, I was working with um, Southwest and Bridgeport. So I understand that there are a lot of problems with uh, blacks just not being comfortable uh, getting services. Mm -hmm. and it's a trust issue. So we're here to tell them that, you know, they can look at people that look like themselves. We have Hispanics and blacks, and, and we're here to make sure that, you, you know, you get the best medical care that's possible and that we're going to adjust it to your needs. Mm. And the date and the time again? February 28th at 2 p.m. at the James Gatlin Center at New Opportunities. And so start to two through another, is it a 12-hour ma marathon or is there a time limit? Or? Two into five. Two into five. Two into five. Reverend Clayton, you grew up in Waterbury and, and uh, uh, Reverend, Reverend Perry as well. As you just think about your being on this show as we speak at this point in time, what kind of comes comes through your mind? Uh, you know, God willing, we may not be around forever in a day, but it seems to me that we're trying to, those of us that are on the planet at the moment, are trying to make our, our impact and build some kind of legacy. I'm just curious what's, uh, what, what kind of reflection might be going through your mind as we, as we do this show. Reverend Clayton. Good morning, everyone. Morning. Morning. Waterbury was the place back in, in our days, mm. um, and uh, there there were things like uh, the horse downtown. Mm. Once you drink from the, the water from the horse downtown Waterbury, you you mm -hmm. had a hard time leaving the city. Mm -hmm. But uh, now, Incorporated have been a fixture in Waterbury. Um, I, I don't remember the years, but as long as I can remember, there has been uh, a now incorporated where people of the community would go who who needed services, um, help with their utilities, help with housing, help uh, with early childhood development. And, and in recent years, the fatherhood program, it, it, it Waterbury had 
had this stuff going on years and years ago before other communities really got got on the map. And mm-hmm. then when you talk, when you speak about Waterbury, you can't you can't leave out those those, those rocks in Waterbury, like uh, uh, Mount Olive Zion Church and Grace Baptist and, and Zion Baptist. Those, mm-hmm. those were the three major churches in those days. Now you have a church in every corner, but uh, and, and Waterbury was a place where people really re- looked out for one another. Mm-hmm. And thank God for people mm-hmm. like Brother Gatlin, Brother Epps, for for and Brother Craig for for presenting this to us today, so we could bring in the the people like Tisha Johnson and the Yale staff to share with the community. And I believe Reverend Clayton, Reverend Perry, is is um, when Reverend Clayton mentions Tisha Johnson, I think she's presenting, is she not, or, or speaking, or sharing? That, her. that is tell, correct. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, because that's this is not this is for people to call. As, again, I was somewhat facetious in my opening remarks about if you think you're in perfect mental, spiritual, and physical health, no need to come out. But even just to hear what Tisha is going to be addressing, it's just this is an opportunity, an, an educational opportunity in so many ways. Uh, Tom, you know, the thing about Waterbury for me growing up was that there were very few black, if any, black doctors. The only black doctor I knew growing up in Waterbury was a dentist, Dr. Lee. When we got sick, we went right to the emergency room. And if we got sick, we had Dr. Castor Oil and Dr. Vick, (laughs) who uh, (laughs) seemingly handled most of or all of our health issues. Um. and it's so interesting now that where we are in this in the nation and in the country, the 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 social determinants of health have pointed to the fact that minority populations are adversely affected two times to their white counterparts. Mm. Stuff like cancer, prostate cancer, breast cancer, hypertension, uh, diabetes, and so it is. It is just so significant that uh, we can bring to the community, to the heart of the community, these issues that that sometimes go without notice because we're so busy living our lives and working that we don't really have time to, to, to think about the importance of taking charge of our health. Mm-hmm. So Tisha Johnson, who is a black uh, Amy Zion uh, niece of presiding elder Timothy Howard, pulled together some black ministers from the Amy Zion Church and some people from Junta, and where there were health disparities in Connecticut, where there, the, the percentage of black people who participated in research was like two or three percent. With her leadership and with the Amy Zion leadership in Junta, we were able to bring those numbers up to 25, 50, and 80 in, in many of the studies. Mm. She is phenomenal. I mean, she is phenomenal. She has gotten grants from the FDA and NIH, and she pours this money and this knowledge back into the community. One of the things at the kiosk, one of the things at this session we hope to bring is the kiosk. Mm. And the kiosk is like an iPad where you can go into any church or community center. Jim and I talked about this earlier. And you could go and you could have telehealth. You could go and get your temperature read. You could go and um, find jobs or if you had certain needs for food insecurities. 
it's it's amazing and this is a project that's sponsored by the FDA it's been it, we're in a in we're just investigating this machine mm-hmm. now so mm-hmm. it'll be great for the community to see this and maybe give us their opinion about whether or not this is a valuable tool for where we live and brother brother craig the <clears throat> the time the time and date and address again Brother James Craig, are you there? I will. I will answer that question. Okay. The, the, the time is uh, two to five uh, at the Dr. James H. Gatlin Human Service Center, two thirty-two North Elm Street, Waterbury, Connecticut. No, and, and February twenty-eighth. No, February twenty-eighth. So yes, it, I mean it's it's come on coming out, Dr. Gatling. What is it like to uh, drive by or go into a building? I believe you said it has a your your name is kind of affiliated with it. I, th- I thought that's normally after you've kind of gone on to the by and by, but this is you're, you're smelling your roses as we speak. That's the eerie part about it. Uh, it I, every time I drive by and see my name, I pinch myself because you're right. That's usually afterwards, but but uh, the board decided uh, while I was still here that they wanted me to smell the roses, so they. They named the building after me, and uh, uh, and I'm 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 appreciative. I, I very much appreciate that, and uh, I never thought this would would happen. But uh, you know, but we put the work in, and, mm. and, and 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 I would like to think we made an impact in the Waterbury community over the years. Mm. Mm. Let's talk a little. It's Black History Month. I like to call it African mm. origin. African Genesis Month, or, or actually 24 7, 365, just celebrate, celebrating our existence, existence on the planet since uh, Adam and Eve. But, but, but uh, since I have three uh, Omega brothers on the, on, on the call here, on the Zoom call, on the radio show, on the, the YouTube, because it will be on all these various platforms, but let's uh, talk a little bit about, your, about, the, about the fraternity life, because clearly some folks just see it to be a a dance and social activity, but I think people don't really feel recognize that the legacy of these organizations, the Divine Nine organizations in particular, there's there's a mandate, there's a history, there's a passion, there's a, a DNA, and you guys are fulfilling it. So I guess uh, among the three brothers, Brother Craig or Brother Epps or Brother Gatley, talk to us about your why why this structure of it, <clears throat> Mega Sci-Fi. <clears throat> excuse me, is important. And I think you guys will be down in Florida soon in terms of your national. And I, and I know you're going to be involved with uh, kind of fighting the civil rights battle down there. But I want to give you a few minutes, three or four minutes, each of you to kind of talk about the, the fraternity and why that's important to you individually, but why it's so important for the health and th- and thrival and really economic survival also of, a, of our community. Uh, well, Brother Craig, uh, oh, go ahead. real quick, if, uh, uh, real quick, Mr. Ficklin, if you'll let me... Uh, just to give you a brief history of Omega, uh, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated is historically African-American fraternity. The fraternity was founded on November 17, 1911. It was the first fraternity at a historically black university, Howard University. Our founding fathers, Edgar A. Love, Oscar J. Cooper, Frank Coleman, and Ernest E. Just. Since our founding, we have charted over 750 undergraduate and graduate chapters. Mm. Omega Sci-Fi stated purpose has been to attract and build a strong and effective force of 
men dedicated to our cardinal principles of manhood, scholarship, perseverance, and love. Throughout the world, we have many notable members, leaders in arts, academics, athletics, entertainment, business, civil rights, education, government. A few notable members include Walter Massey, Benjamin Mays, Langston Hughes, Count Basie, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Earl Graves, Tom Joyner, Michael Jordan, Jalen Hurts, and George Clinton. Our fraternity requires that each chapter of the administer a mandated program. Mike, you're breaking up a little bit too consecutively. Uh, but let's let's see. Yes, okay, I'm yes, sorry. Sir, How about better. now? Can you hear me now? Okay. I apologize. Um, I was just saying a few of our mandated programs are scholarship, social action, talent hunt, health initiatives, and voter registration, education, and mobilization. Mm-hmm. Um, as I just mentioned, one of our mandated programs directs us as a local chapter in Waterbury to seek out high school students and ask them to write an essay on whatever topic they choose. Uh, and after all these essays submitted a scholarship award. This shows that our young people, this shows our young people and our families in our community make us okay. Mike, we're gonna have to excel in the classroom and we want to encourage Okay. Yeah, let, I apologize. No sweat. I mean again this this technology is not foolproof. Yeah. And uh, you know it, it's it's not, not foolproof. Uh, I guess I wondered, uh, Brother Gatling, or if you'd like to kind of add on about the the historical, not only the historical, but even the the current relevance of the of this fraternity. Well, in terms of historical, I mean, even Black History Month itself was started by Dr. Carter G. Wilson, who also was an Omega. Mm. So mm. Uh, the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity has always been an intricate part of uplifting the community and trying to uh, elevate black people. And so, and once you became a member, you knew that you had to give back to the community and you had to do things to uplift the community. And so throughout the history of other fraternities, every, every aspect uh, of life in this country, the Omegas have, like I call it, infiltrated mm-hmm. uh, government, education, health care. Dr. Drew uh, came up with the blood plasma. I mean, mm. so it, uh, the Omegas have, uh, I mean, I, I always said it's the greatest uh, fraternity in the world. And, 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 and I just think that the service that have been provided through members of the Omega Psi Phi fraternity uh, uh, has been very, very important. For example, in Waterbury, we, over the years, we started the first uh, senior housing uh, development. Hmm. We got the first grant through HUD to build a 65-unit senior center building. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was back in 1972. Uh, <clears throat> um, the members in our fraternity were on all the various boards in Waterbury so that we could make sure that we watched what was going on in the city and that we also could 
uh, help low-income people and also black people avail themselves to some of the service, whether they were in business, how to get a small business loan and that type of thing on all of those boards. And what they do is the major, our major goal is uplifting, uplifting the community. Mm. And uh, we think that we have talented men that are part of our organization that, that make that happen. Excellent. Brother Craig, as chairman of the health committee, talk to us a little bit about that, that endeavor, just the organization of it, getting the support to asking your, your fellow brethren to kind of come out that day and help with the logistics and, and even the planning. And, uh, you know, talk to me. We want to give you some, give you your flowers and some kudos now as well. Brother Craig, can you hear us? He's on mute. Okay. Yeah. All right. Try. By the way, try everybody. Try to unmute yourselves for the for the remainder remainder of the show. Reverend Clayton, I'm not not ignoring you. I'm just enjoying hearing from the the, the gents that are having their uh, put, putting their muscle uh, on on this vision. What kind of thoughts kind of come to you as we kind of move in? Because it's 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 upcoming, and we want people to come. And with your uh, growing up in Waterbury and ministering to church and in other parts of Connecticut, and now you're in Bridgeport. Just, uh, just, just curious. I want to have a give, give us a little look into, into into your brain at the moment. I do want to just go back just <clears throat> just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure everyone's clear. Is is this Thursday at the James E. Gatlin uh, facility, which is February 29th? Um, okay, so, not the 28th. Okay, yeah, the 29th. Okay, and Good. we want, and there will be two speakers. Um, two presenters, and we're grateful for those that will be taking part. And there will be a host of tables mm. sharing various uh, uh, health issues of interest. Like you stated earlier, that uh, no matter how healthy you are, if you're the healthiest person in the world, you still should come. And mm. that is so so true because even healthy people need to be checked out. Mm. Mm. So so. Mm. Um, this this event is much larger than you know you might think. It's not just a passing by or something. Mm-hmm. It's vital to the, the health, especially uh, of people of color, because we we kind of shy away from uh, research. We kind of shy away from doctors, but th- in this day and age, there's so much help so much modern technology to help us. Uh, it, it's so important that we come to things like this. Like nowadays with prostate cancer, man, you, you could do one day search mm. without issues. So we, we want to make sure people come and, and chat with those at the tables. Yeah. Even Alzheimer's. How mm-hmm. many we know nowadays that have that disease? Um, how many blacks that you may know who who suffering with sickle cell? Mm-hmm. So we want people to come and and learn and have a little fun in the great city of Waterbury. Excellent, excellent, Reverend Perry. Yes, sir. I think uh, I want to echo what my colleague has just said. I think that. Um, 
we've had health fairs in, in, in Waterbury in our churches and in the community, but I think this particular health fair, it will bring together not only the Omegas, but the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of the, uh, the Masons and the, the black churches and the mm-hmm. community center itself and the agency itself. And I think that's that's one of the things I think it's going mm-hmm. to lot this as one of the most important events um, taking place in the city. We're, we're also looking to, at some point, to bring Marcella Nunes-Smith into the highlight here to work with the Masons mm. to give uh, national um, credibility and recognition for the work that they're doing with regards to trying to bring about not only empowerment, but education uh, with within this frame of reference. So, I mean, I, mean I, I look for great things in the future. I mean, this could be so big that maybe the NIH would want to give you guys a grant <laughs> to sponsor events like this nationally and locally. I mean, nothing is off the table. The money is there. We just need to get the individuals who are willing and who are willing to you know to shoulder the work and I, mm-hmm. I, I applaud you for this and I'm hoping to see a great turnout on Thursday. Um Dr. Gatlin has some other little treats for us. He, he's holding till you get there. I don't know if they are they are food related or <laughs> gift related. <laughs> Whatever they are, it's worth you showing up and, mm-hmm. and you can bring your, your whole family. I think it's that's that's one of the important things. Health. When, when we talk about health, we're not just talking about men or women. We're talking about <coughs> family because mm-hmm. what affects one person in that family affects everybody in that. Family. Yes. And so we've got to open up our doors to that kind of thinking and consideration. Really appreciate your mentioning the the holistic approach, Reverend Perry, and even that also on the economic level. Uh, uh, hospitals nationwide are going through consolidations and re- restrictions and this, that, and the other. And so we just can't rely on the, the so-called the, the major institutions for our, our survival. And, and uh, uh, Dr. Gatling's mentioned tr- Dr. Charles Drew, et cetera. So again, particularly given uh, Black History Month, but also any time of the year, it's so important for us to kind of, uh, you know, drop to our buckets kind of where we are and realize that the jewels that are really in uh within our plain sight, within our hands, with within our leverage and our power. So I, I appreciate, appreciate your comments. Uh, gentlemen, we have about t- 10, 10 or so minutes. So as things kind of cross your mind, points you'd like to make, kind of let's kind of open it up for a full, a full range of, of discussion. Dr. Dr. Gatling? Well, last year, the, the Omega received a national award for working with, in conjunction with new opportunities on the fatherhood program Mm-hmm. That's encouraging fathers to be uh, responsible fathers and getting involved in the lives of their their children. This year, uh, I was speaking with Reverend Perry about, uh, he always shared with me what they're doing with the Yale program. And I asked him, I said, well, one of the things that the Omegas have to do this year is uh, do some type of health-related program. I said, why can't we give a partnership with your and your program that you work with at Yale and 
new opportunities. All three of us come together and, and do a health fair for the community. And mm-hmm. and and we just tossed it out one day and then Reverend Perry went to work on his end and 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 and, and he said, Listen, it's a go. Let's 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 put it together. Mm. And I'm mm. just grateful to the work that he's doing to to try to provide the information. See, the problem is in our community, we don't really have that information. And I think the main thing that people are gonna gain when they attend Thursday, they find out information, how they can better take care of themselves. And I think that's a lot of times more important than actually going to a doctor because you know some of the things that you can do for yourself and you know what's available to you. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I'm excited because we're gonna have a lot of information for people to get uh on the twenty ninth. Excellent. Excellent. Uh Brother Epps or would we like to yeah, kind of- yeah. Mm-hmm. Mr. Flick Ficklin, just to piggyback upon what Dr. Gatlin said uh in re- regards to our fatherhood and mentoring program, uh we kind of take that opportunity also to build a bond, a relationship between, especially as uh Reverend Clayton had said, uh Black people, especially black men, don't really, they shy away from the doctors. So we take this opportunity with our fatherhood and mentoring program to kind of have fathers show their children, especially their sons, uh, and start early with going to the doctor, uh, regular doctor's visit. So we kind of started in our children early so that as they get older and they become adults and parents, they continue to pass this on of going to the doctor's routine annual checkups. So, uh, yeah, the Father and Mentor Program is, is really good, and, and it's a good outlet for us, for our fraternity, uh, into the community. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Let's, uh, who's going down to, to Florida? Because you guys have your national event kind of kicking in. Anyone on the call? Uh, going? I will be there, sir. And, yeah. and talk about, uh, and I, I assume you've gone to some of your your. your is it conclave? Is that the term that you guys use? Yes, sir. I, yep. I, assuming you've gone to some of your conclaves prior. Talk about that because you hear about the uh, our national conferences, but I got to tell you, the press, the media still doesn't uh, give give homage to the and the importance of our national, particularly our national fraternities and sorority gatherings. Where so share with just tease people a little bit uh, about uh, about your, the, the conclave, your, your national get-togethers. Well, well, our national conclave brings. Uh, brothers from all across the country and internationally uh, to one location. This year, we happen to be going to Tampa, Florida, which is going to be a a great time. The weather's going to be great. Uh, We do understand that, and the fraternity understands, there may be a little bit of a a concern about the political climate uh, down there. Uh, But just recently, this past summer, uh, Cap Alpha Psi fraternity uh, held their national conference in Tampa, uh, and there weren't any. There were not any issues, so we're hoping that we can continue with that with our conference in July. Uh, but this during this national conference, uh, we pretty much called to task. We're instructed. We're giving our marching orders a lot as to what we're where the fraternity is going in terms of our mandated programs, uh, what we're doing in terms of membership intake, and, and where we want to stand as a, a fraternity, uh, as a being a role model uh, in the in the in the world. Uh, so the national convention, it, it's a big 
it's a big meeting. Uh, it's a fun time. Uh, but a lot of business is also taken care of during this time. Excellent. Excellent. And, and Dr. Galling, how many of those have you attended over the uh, last few decades? Probably about about four. Mm-hmm. Probably about four. Yes. And it's been worthwhile. You know, I, had, I, 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 I had work. Oh, you had to work. So I you had, about four. I you had, had to, to stay. Work. You had to stay in the field. You were on the plantation. You weren't in the big house. That's yeah. right. That's right. I I had to work. All right. <laughs> Reverend Perry, talk talk to me. Yeah, I I think that uh, what what this initiative will do is also highlight the work that the Omegas are doing and have been doing historically, and I I think that you know in when we talk about black men, I mean, we they definitely need mm. mentoring. Mm. They definitely need role models because if you look at the black family and you look at the black male, they are an endangered species in America. Mm. Mm. They are they are they are they jobless not because they want to be. They are profiled not because they want to be. They are relegated to second class citizens not because they want to be. They are they are isolated if they have any kind of record, and and so it looks like you know one of the ways to destroy the black family is to destroy the black men, mm. and so organizations and fraternities that do uh, their due diligence to try to make a change here is 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 laudable, and um, you know it's something that I, I just take tip my hat to you for. Indeed, and the date again is. The logistics Thursday the 29th from 2 to 5 at the James Gatlin Center, uh, the largest black center in Connecticut. <laughs> Not the only. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the, the address again, because people, you know, the, we, we that live in New Haven or, or Hartford or Stanford, I mean, we, we, we forget about Waterbury. You know, let, let's just put, let's just lay it on on the table. So folks need to come in and not not be so snobby and just in terms in terms of their own ego and and, and venture out. So so the, for those that aren't familiar with the uh, uh, with the address, what's the address again? It's two thirty two North Elm Street, Waterbury. Excellent, excellent. So we have have ten minutes, gentlemen. So let's let's kind of weigh in again about what's what might be on your mind, because this is such an exciting activity that's, that's going on, not just a one, not just a one-off. Uh, if folks, I know this, in terms of your recruitment, if you have uh, your, your alumni chapter, if folks are interested in pursuing, they may have gone through undergrad experience and not, not have been touched by the, the fraternity experience, but if they might want to get involved from the adult chapter standpoint, what's the best, who should they contact, or kind of how could they explore that? I'll just throw that out. Uh, um, they, they could contact any one of the brothers, uh, Dr. Gatlin, again, is a well-known figure in the city of Waterbury. He's actually the mayor of the city, so everyone knows Dr. Gatlin. Uh, (laughs) Brother James Craig, also uh, very active in the community, working with young people. uh, And some of the young people he's worked with have gone on to higher education. uh, And there are some professional males that work in the city of Waterbury. So they could either get a hold of Dr. Gatlin. Uh, We do have a a website, uh, an email address for Lambda Row Cues. Uh, they could reach out to us through there, attending the functions such as the community health fair or any affairs or events that we have, they could reach out, attend those events, 
and just drop a line and let us know that they have an interest in Omega Sapphire Fraternity. And, and Brother Epps, how many chapters are in the state of Connecticut? I know you have a New Haven chapter. Oh, I, Hartford, I, I knew you were going to ask me that question. Well, no, we, uh, we know we have New Haven, Hartford, probably Stanford. I, I want to say imagine. there are probably, there's a chapter in Stanford, a chapter in Bridgeport, chapter in Hartford, uh, New Haven. There are two chapters, three chapters in New Haven. Uh, and we have a chapter in Land Rose, so seven to eight chapters across the state. Excellent. And and I would hope that some of the folks in those other chapters might come and support you as well, the same way that you support their endeavors. There's just ways, Reverend Perry was talking about building the synergy, built, creating a climate of cooperation and collaboration on a constant basis. There's so many ways for us to kind of come out and support one another. We can't be in everybody's church on Sunday, but we can definitely come out to, to events like this and, and, and make, make the sojourn to Waterbury and, and, vice, and vice versa. Uh, Reverend Clayton, weigh in if you would with us. <laughs> Tom, thank you. I, I do have a question for Dr. Gatlin. Um, I, I, I do know that uh, New Opportunities is in about, about 25 towns. But how long, uh, when was it organized? And, and maybe you could share some things with us about that great organization that our listeners may not know. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> it was organized in 1964 as a result of the civil rights movement. Lyndon Bain Johnson signed the Economic Opportunity Act. That act uh, enabled... 1,000 community action agencies to start up around the country. And basically what that entailed was, it was have an organization that consisted of one-third low income, the public sector, and the private sector in getting together and determining what the needs were in that particular community and come up with solutions with how they were going to solve it. And, and, and that's, that's the origin. And in fact, community action agencies are the only boards left that is nationally mandated mm. <laughs> that the, the, the low income people that are being served have one third, at least one third of the seats on that board of directors. Mm -hmm. So they can have some real input into what's or what kind of services are being provided and how those services are, are provided. So, so that's the origin of that. And over the years, I mean, it, it, it really has evolved because in the beginning, it was a lot of advocacy mm -hmm. uh, work that was done. In fact, the advocate work, the advocacy work was so was, was done so well that they changed it where we can't really go and lobby legislators and, and, and fight bills and things like we used to do in the old days. Uh, what they call it now, we have to provide some technical assistance. So it can't be uh, we're, we're, we're going in and raising a lot of sand and, and trying to change things. It, it, you got to do it in a more diplomatic way. Uh, but the community action agencies over the years have, have really impacted uh, the communities uh, that they serve. 
Uh, in Connecticut, uh, when I started, it was 14. Currently, there's only nine. And the way it's going, it it's probably going to eventually be three or four. I mean, because the funding is being cut. And, and, and the mantra is you got to do more for less. The only thing you can do with less is less. Mm-hmm. But 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 mm-hmm. but 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 they they always say that, and they're cutting the money, and they everyone expect have the same expectation in terms of the work that you do. Mm-hmm. So. Gentlemen, we have uh, four more minutes. I want to give everybody kind of the last word, a minute or so, or forty or fifty seconds of for your your your, your kind of closing remarks. And Br- brother Epps, I'll start with you. I'd like to kind uh, of share. I just want to say thank you for having me here today, uh, Mr. Ficklin, uh, and thank you for all the guests that came out. I just hope to see everyone on Thursday, February 29th, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Excellent. Brother Craig? I just want to thank you for having me here today. Um, I, I was blessed to have worked in Harlem, in Brooklyn, in Bridgeport, and um, you know, like again, I, my degree was in political science, and I was able to reach out and see all these these great things happen, you know, fruition. So again, thank you. You, I, I want to give you another 10, 15 minutes, uh, 10, 10, 15, 10, 10, 15, 10 or fifteen seconds. What, what what else do you want to say? I haven't given you enough mic time during this conversation. Oh God, well, <laughs> these guys. Uh, no, I, I'm just saying that you know. For me, it's just like I can't believe this because I grew up in Harlem, on 44th Street between 7th and Lenox. Mm-hmm. And to see the stuff that I witnessed with Robert Johnson becoming the you know, district attorney, my roommate becoming a doctor of internal medicine, a gynecologist, and so on and so on. I'm you know, going to Hampton Institute, just being around these gentlemen, Mike Epps. Um, my cousin was the chief of police in Durham, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I definitely have a, a, a legacy, uh, you know, with black men and role models. So I, I was just blessed to have eight uncles. And, Excellent. Uh, you know, so. Excellent. God Excellent. has been really good to me. Excellent. Yeah. Reverend Clayton? Yes, Tom. Uh, I, I'm just overly joyed to be here on the show today with these great gentlemen um, and to hear uh, the great thing they have shared with us and we thank you as well for hosting us bi-weekly it's a great tool to help our community to be informed and we just have to act on the things that we're hearing again we're looking forward to seeing as many as possible on February 29th at the James E. Gatlin Center from 2 to 5 in Waterbury, Connecticut, 232 North Elm Street. Excellent. Waterbury, Connecticut. Dr. Gatlin, I'm going to give you the last word. Reverend Perry? I just just echo, uh, you know, there's only two black institutions. Jonathan Reed, I mean, named after black individuals, Jonathan Reed School and James Gatlin. Mm. And, it, and you don't know how long that struggle took to get that school name. Everything in Waterbury has been named after white folk. So, you know, we're, we're kind of proud of our mm. godfather and our uh, mentor here. 
And I'm just hoping that the community will take advantage of this great um, health fair that we're planning um, to bring to Waterbury. Excellent. Dr. Gatlina, you have 30 seconds. I just want to invite everyone to come out on February 29th to this fantastic health fair because there's something there for everyone. And, and, and I just think this will be the first of its kind in Waterbury. And hopefully if you come out and support this health fair, we can get Yale to come back next year. So <laughs> I hope everybody that's listening to us come out and, and be a part of this health fair. Excellent. Excellent. Gents, mighty gents. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I'm 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 in what part of the divine nine, and I guess you can't change colors at the same time. But there there is some unity. <laughs> there there is unity among all of us. So yes, uh, thank, sir. Thank, yes, thanks sir. again. Hope to get out there on Thursday, and and just for our listeners and viewers, just thank you for kind of tuning into the Tom Ficklin Show, and really thanks to WNHH 103.5 FM for being this community voice, uh, not just actually locally but internationally. Everyone, take care. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, everyone. I got a purple and gold jacket for you, Tom. <laughs> if you can, if you can make it into crimson and cream, we could be okay. And I know that for certain. Keep on working. Open curtains. Hate swerving because they ain't ready for your final version. I'm never gonna give up. Give up. Fall down. I just gotta get up. Get up. Cause this is my road, let's camera action, I'm ready to go I'm never gonna give up, give up, fall down, I just gotta get up, get up, yeah